0: hey there everybody welcome to the sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson i'm jordan Palmerville, and joining us as always is the sports outsider phil ranta we are socially distanced right
1: boy you know what And something occurred to me, gentlemen, is, uh, first of all, the name Sports, 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 what does it mean? Does it mean we're extra sports? Does it mean we don't take sports seriously? Or does it mean we just like saying things three times? And (laughs) I would say the past few weeks, we've actually been in a studio, studio, studio.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not literally the studio, studio, studio. But ironically, even though we're not allowed to get into that one, we're more studio, studio, studio than we've ever been
1: than ever before yeah and
0: i believe that originally the name came from the simpsons line where he goes sports 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 <laughs> but we only wrote it three times Phil! because you know time Shh.
1: and then what? apple yelled at us and we became the sports number three podcast forever <laughs> right yeah. well it's because
0: when you search sports 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 podcast it just came up with the category sports podcast yes yeah. Actually, and now since, other
1: people are defeating the algorithm. Since yes. there's
0: no live sports right now, I've got uh, we've been contacted by ESPN about doing a thirty for thirty about the sports 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 podcast. Ooh, they're running out of concepts. I was huh? going to say, yeah. is
1: this the documentary documentary series where they're doing thirty documentaries of thirty second length? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ooh, that yeah. would be perfect. That's about
0: all we're worth. Wow!
1: And we could do it in song. We could do it. You, we could have a song that explained the premise of the podcast, and it'd be yeah. like twenty seconds.
0: Well, and, um, I mean, the premise for the podcast, Jordan. Right now, we're all sports outsiders.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true.
0: I, I, I'm starting to feel more and more like Phil every day.
1: Well, there's no sports.
0: There's I woke no sports up this morning. Of. I woke up this morning and thought to myself, "Hey, I should check my social media profiles." <laughs> No, you didn't. You lie. <laughs> liar. That's liar. what I did. That's what I do every
1: morning for hours and hours. That's... I like likes. I like likes! But you know what? You, you talk about the, uh, how we're all sports outsiders now, and I think it's because most sports are just in negotiations to make sports happen. Yeah. And speaking Which... of that, today on the show, we have Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Baseball. Yeah, I guess he's, he's coming on to clear the air. I mean, and he's got a lot of air clearing to do because oh, we yeah. still have no baseball. Yeah. Uh, I, I contend, I feel like the owners are playing too far hard a line with the players. Fair and, enough, but uh, you know what?
0: I think it's it's that's important to have Rod Manfred on here because this is a guy who's clear on both of them and I think is going to help us understand how, you know, you can't just take one side. There's obviously a lot that we have to understand about the business model of baseball and the sustainability of the sport. So uh, I think he's going to help us get a little more insight into to what the owners are thinking.
1: Right. It'd be great to hear more about, like, the inner workings of their negotiations. If if, if we can pull that out of them, I don't that's, know how much is... Uh, Jean you know.
0: told me that that was what Rob sort of wanted to it's come on and, Jean. It's pronounced Jean. Yeah. Like, he obviously can't put out too many press releases, but he's thinking this would be a good way to sort of uh, help get some fans to understand the owner's perspective.
1: And, uh, Phil, we got a wide world of weird sports? You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, sports update watch update. Sports! Update
0: Watch Update, brought to you by... The idea of athleticism. Hey, <laughs> don't you want some athleticism in your life today?
1: Dr. Anthony Fauci says football should be played in a bubble, or it might not happen. Ooh. Subheadline. he also says you really should be getting more exercise, and being busy is an excuse because he's the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and he's not fat.
0: That's true You know when you say they should play in a bubble I'm imagining the movie Bubble Boy Where if something If you like get hit by a truck in the bubble Then you bounce
1: around like a bouncy ball Is that what they're talking about How do you not think of Biodome
0: because I, I don't think of that as a bubble. I think of that as like yeah. a dome. I think I of mean, a bubble as like something that you bounce around in. I've definitely seen people play like a version of soccer where they're in those big inflatable bubbles where you like run along the side and then you can crash into each other at high speeds. Yeah, that's what football should be.
1: I mean, I'd watch that. But football is the most American thing, because unlike baseball, we're obsessed with it, and to the rest of the world, it's just an odd novelty referred to as gridiron. Yeah. Mm. Uh, And recently on CNN, Dr. Fauci, America's top doc, had a conversation with CNN chief medical correspondent Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who has reportedly fallen into a vast depression as he's taken a backseat to Dr. Fauci in our collective consciousness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and you know if if you're uh dr anthony fauci every time you hear someone casually like on the news or in media refer to you as our nation's top doc you yeah. know you you get a high-end middle school grade boner right oh, yeah Absolutely. oh my god
0: and and, and, and you're doc. right gupta he used to be that guy
1: <laughs> right unless players are essentially in a bubble uh, fauci said insulated from the community and are tested nearly every day, it would be very hard to see how footballs able to be played in the fall. Fauci told this to uh, Gupta, whose effusive smiling through this dark time for him was probably a result of microdosing.
0: <laughs> uh, That's true.
1: Uh, Fauci continued, if there's a second wave, which is certainly a possibility, it w- and which would be complicated by the predictable flu season, football may not happen this year. Uh, second wave... I don't know how there's going to be a first wave with no fans in the stands, joked Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who then on air administered droplets of LSD under his tongue and added, <laughs> boy, howdy, that's the stuff. <laughs> um, he is not doing well. <laughs> no, no. But also, I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, I, I know Dr. Fauci's feeling his oats here because this feels a little like, look at me. I can predict flu season.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, I feel like Fauci's gotten off a little bit cuz he's like the one person in the government who's still allowed to tell the truth, right? <laughs> so that might have that might have really gone to his head,
1: you know? <laughs> oh, that he's people walking hate around that. like
0: the whole telling the truth thing when people ask questions. <laughs> oh my god, politicians I, hate it. I yeah, perce- don't do
1: that. Don't tell the Why would you tell the truth?
0: Yeah. I perceive yeah, I mean, a threat no to money our money and telling the truth. You got to make the money. Where is the money? I perceive uh... a threat to our country and I'm going to Talk about it in front of
1: cameras. Ugh. Uh, so here's the thing. All that said, the NFL has been going forward as if the season will happen as scheduled and on time. There's been no announced or publicly discussed contingency plans because fuck you. That's why. I, yeah. Also because I feel like since the since the end of March,
0: I've been thinking to myself, no way, no way. There's a football season. Everyone's kidding themselves. It's gonna get worse again come fall, and so seeing Fauci say this was sort of sort of like, yeah. How is that not the conclusion that everyone in the NFL's already come come to?
1: Well, you know, back in May, Joel, the NFL canceled all planned international games. Food oh, games in London, one game in Mexico City. Odd choice considering both countries show a greater improvement in the virus than America.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, they saved the embarrassment of. <laughs> Of England and Mexico having to come and say, like, yeah, we can't let you dirty Americans into our country.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say, if yeah. there was any year to do an international experiment, this would be it.
0: But that's happening <laughs> yeah. globally right now, right? Isn't every other country in the world being like, ooh, let's block off travel from America because look at how bad America's doing? Like yeah, I've read they, a fair amount of those articles Yeah they probably should Because in most cases yeah. they have better More effective healthcare systems And a competent system of government Yeah we're not doing too good on this whole coronavirus thing We're kind of eating it But yeah, not which the NFL is, Not the NFL Actually it's it's okay to eat the coronavirus It's inhaling it that's that's going to be the problem Don't you have to kind of Have it around your squishy parts though In order to eat it you know, uh, the parts Possibly where it seeps you're right in? If, if you could be sure that, I'm, and, and everyone at home, I'm not a doctor. So if someone You established
1: you, that a couple weeks ago when you yeah. thought spitting somehow didn't transmit the disease.
0: No. Yeah. So I'm no, going to cut you
1: off right there.
0: No, I said spitting was less effective than exhaling in spreading the d- disease, uh, is what I Joel, said. I don't know if you've uh, seen what happened to Joe Rogan on his podcast, but don't be that guy. I, well, uh, yeah, okay, I feel like I'm uh, not said, quite in danger of being Joe Rogan yet, but <laughs> hey point take taken. It's a
1: sports comedy podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's shift it a little. Like, look, We have to cover the disease, but let's shift it a little closer back to the sports. Sure. <laughs> uh, we are preparing to play the 2020 NFL preseason and regular season as scheduled and with increased protocols and safety measures for all players, personnel, and attendees. An exasperated NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy said in an email... His email signature at the bottom asked reporters to excuse any typos as his constant forehead sweat has been making his keyboard slippery. (laughs) Um, He then went on to say we'll be prepared to make adjustments as necessary as we have during this offseason, demonstrating we can safely and efficiently conduct key activities such as free agency, the virtual offseason program, and the draft. I feel like free agency and the NFL draft are a little different than football games.
0: Yeah. Just a tad. Yeah. I don't Uh, know that people are that worried about either of those two things.
1: I was going to say that there's,
0: there's less full contact in those.
1: Right. This felt like the statement made me feel very confident that there could be a Madden simulation of the season.
0: (laughs) There should be like in Tecmo Super Bowl, when you just do like autoplay and all you do is see the scores show up on the scoreboard and then the high level stats afterwards.
1: Right, that would like, be a
0: perfectly. I'd watch a whole season in an hour if I could do that.
1: But well, being uh, being able to say you can stream it is like we we can stream an Ariana Grande concert. I think we're ready to fill up Bill Rose Bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah, that oh, yeah. feels I, like
1: that's the disconnect there.
0: I really gotta gotta say here though, you gotta understand the level of existential threat that this is for for football people. I mean, like you know, th- in some level, they've been preparing for the day when the nerds would try to destroy football since high school, you know. <laughs> right. And now it's happening. This is like a a Red Dawn style fantasy playing out in real time for these people. So I, you know, I can understand that maybe they're having trouble with the idea of letting some spindly doctor tell them they can't play football. Sports update watch update. Sports update watch update. Brought to you by The concept of athleticism. Enjoy movement.
1: News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. The NBA is going to Disney World. Woo! Sub-headline. Sorry. Unlike your family, they can afford to stay in the park.
0: Yeah. Oh, good for them. the entire NBA won the championship this year? Is that what they decided?
1: (laughs) No, Joel. They're going to finish the season there. Did they do a
0: Zoom with everyone in the league and say, There's no NBA Finals this year. What do you want to do?
1: They all, the kids shouted, we're going to Disney World. Yeah. Uh, But no, but boy, these these sub headlines are are personal attacky today. Yeah, they are. We should talk to whoever (laughs) wrote (laughs) this. Yeah. Uh, But Dr. Fauci says the NFL should be played in a bubble, and the NBA is here to show you how to make it happen in the (laughs) happiest place on earth uh until they all get coronavirus at least well yeah we're gonna see how this goes if they (laughs) give
0: mickey mouse coronavirus i'm gonna be mad i love
1: that mouse it'd be interesting to see they would actually have to like because you know they have to break down these cases and you know that's not more than one person plays mickey so it'd be one of those things where you'd have like i don't know uh like uh seven of the 12 people who play mickey have coronavirus you know? And we
0: already know that the coronavirus can transfer from animal to human because yeah. of the wet market so you know See, that mice can give it to humans the thing That's is good. though it's it's really unfortunate but uh uh you know all seven of those people who, who play mickey all the people all pussies because they're wearing a mask
1: <laughs> well, uh, the- it's, uh i mean
0: <laughs> can you call it a mask that giant headgear Right, yeah. they're wearing there, like a suit of Mickey armor. I mean, actually, I'll I'll bet that Mickey Mouse hat is more effective at blocking coronavirus than than everybody's little cloth masks. Everyone should wear a mask. That is the official sports 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 podcast line. Thank you. Wear Phil. a mask. Thank yeah, you, Phil. Legal yeah.
1: team says thanks. The we are NBA plusies, will be though. restarting soon in beautiful sunny Orlando, and this past week the league sent out a hundred-page plus document to teams explaining the health and safety protocols in its plan to move the league to the ESPN wide world of sports complex at Disney world. It's a hundred page document homework during summer break. What is this? <laughs> Honors English. <laughs> right. Uh, the fuck? Uh, players will be tested regularly, but regularly is open to interpretation because it might not mean daily. So wait, uh, tested on whether or not they learned the materials well enough. Oh, sorry. Tested for coronavirus. I should have been more specific, Joe. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That makes more sense. Uh,
1: Meanwhile, the bubble will also feature Disney employees who reportedly will not be subjected to the same level of testing and instead will be given injections of the bacterial infection syphilis. (laughs) Kind of a bold choice. That's a bold choice. I always thought that that was a little extra
0: flavor added to the churro (laughs) cart. Um well, they Me need what? to make sure that the, the NBA stars aren't having too much sex with the, the Disney employees. <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> also of note, some sponsors will even be able to attend games, which seems like a completely unnecessary risk to take.
0: Yeah, uh, that's I mean, a
1: tough one. Unless you're a Nike marketing rep whose ego hasn't been stroked to completion since the COVID lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, teams will be staying at one of three hotels at Walt Disney World Resort, uh, but the one of note is the Gran Destino. Grand Destino.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Grand Floridian.
1: No, nope, oh, no, nope. that one's beautiful. Okay, so that is that is one of the ones they're using. But the one of note is the Grand Destino. It's a new hotel at the Coronado Springs Resort area. Ooh. Staying there, staying there will be the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, and Heat. Can anyone tell me what these teams have in common? I would like what I would like a joke guess from Phil and at least a half-hearted real guess from Joel. <laughs> Lakers Clippers Nuggets Jazz Bucks Raptors Celtics Heat
0: they each have one uh, player that was once on the real world and this is actually an MTV style real world reunion and then everybody's gonna have stick of their fingers in a jar of peanut butter and then they're gonna argue about it as teams and then challenge each other to basketball and that's gonna be the through line of the season points Joel They, uh, they needed to make sure that the arch rivals teams didn't have to room together. Like if the Lakers were roommates with the Celtics, that would be just a complete disaster. So they've, they've taken, you know, uh, all the teams that get along with each other and, and they're putting them in one group and then the other one's going to be the other teams.
1: Well, Celtics are in this group with the Lakers. Right. Uh, so I, I guess that's <laughs> that a half-hearted, I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, these are the top four teams in the standings in each conference. Oh! They're getting the safe hotel.
0: <laughs> well, good. I mean, you should get
1: rewarded for being
0: good at the sport, right?
1: Yeah, their hotel is part of the Coronado Springs Resort, which will be the main hub, well, one of the main hub areas for the NBA in Orlando. And if a team, this is true, if a team from other hotels makes it into the playoffs, they could be asked to move to the to this hotel. Oh, wow. Now, conversely... <laughs> underperforming teams that have played themselves out of a playoff spot will be sent to the RV section of Disney's Camp Wilderness.
0: (laughs) That's a rough one. Not great. I hear that the the dirt at that place is made out of coronavirus now.
1: (laughs) You know, Jordan, coronavirus.
0: I think, I think I've just come up with a plan for after coronavirus to make sure that the level of competitiveness in the NBA never declines late in the season. <laughs> the quality of the hotels that you stay at is dictated by your record. Well, uh, they... Motel Six would love that. <laughs> Be like, guys, uh, if we get to twenty wins, we can
1: start staying in a Marriott. For God's sakes, let's practice more. Uh, what are they? What are they going to do to unwind in their free time? You may. You may ask yourself. Well, uh, the parades. Yeah, <laughs> you know, watch a parade. Not have sex with the Disney employees, that's for sure. Uh, Well, every hotel amenity is at their disposal. They got a players-only lounge, pools, barbers, manicurists, pedicurists, 24-hour VIP concierge, uh, daily entertainment, like uh, movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong, pool, lawn games, and team events, like bowling, golfing, restaurants, boating, and fishing trips. Basically, this feels like a work retreat. When everything you're doing would be much more fun if it wasn't with work people. Uh,
0: Forced fun is the worst kind of fun.
1: (laughs) Um, They'll also have access to Disney's Animal Kingdom. But that's the only one mentioned. So they can't go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot or (laughs) Disney Hollywood Studios. They basically let them go to the amusement park that's just a zoo with a couple rides.
0: The good news is no one's caught Coronavirus. The bad news is interaction with the animals at the animal kingdom
1: has created a new and even more terrifying virus. Uh, players can also, this is funny, players can also attend other NBA games. Ooh. Nope, no. <laughs> I feel, this feel, well, this feels like a mom proposed this. You, yeah. you like basketball, honey. Well, you can go to more basketball games after you're done with yours. But mom, I play basketball all day, every day. (laughs) If you're a professional chef, you don't want to go home and cook for your family. I didn't rise to the ranks to become the CEO chef of Olive Garden to hear that from my ungrateful son. Uh, Players uh, can begin hosting a rotating guest list at hotels following the first round of the playoffs. And Walt Disney World theme parks begin opening July 11th. This sounds like a lot of nieces and nephews.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. However, we got some rules here. We got some rules here. They cannot have caddies on the golf course or share golf balls. Oh, well. Never mind how coronavirus is transmitting by touching other people's golf balls. They can play cards together so long as they throw out the cards at the end. (laughs) Huh. And, And this one's serious. Players who leave the campus without permission will face a 10 to 14 day quarantine and pay cut.
0: Ooh. Unless they're
1: NBA Jam on fire, because this is a superstar <laughs> league. right? Yeah, um, and
0: the, the fire actually kills the virus. Well, that's Yeah, true. that's why uh, it's, it's safe, Phil.
1: But seriously, if you're a role player and you leave the bubble, holy hell, you are going to be made an example of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the best part about this is other players, any other player can report suspected violations of the regulations on an anonymous hotline.
0: Oh, Wow. They're commissioner asking Commissioner LeBron said that he left yesterday, and um he went he went out and he went bowling, and <laughs> I saw him. Yeah, what's what's the name of the NBA commissioner these days?
1: Joseph Stalin. <laughs> uh, you know what? And, and speaking of that, Joel, I think the better move would be to just have a mole on every team. Yeah, like each team, like they couch it as each team gets an extra roster spot. And then, like, there's some guy you've never heard of, and he plays basketball, and he's definitely not a narc. Yeah, he's like five foot four and bald, and he's just like,
0: "Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm doing the basketball team. Uh, Just don't don't ignore me. Uh, I'm just I'll just be over here in the corner. See, just watching, You know,
1: you know, you know. If I ask you, you have to tell me if you're not really an off the bench pull up shooter. Joining us now on the podcast. Uh, we have the Commissioner of Baseball. And man, I have a lot of questions for Rob Manfred.
0: Hey! Hey guys! Hi,
1: Rob. How's hey. it going? Happy to be here. Always lovely to talk about baseball. Well, it's 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 good to have you on here, and I am ready to talk about baseball. Or more accurately, why is there no baseball?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, uh the thing is, I've been getting a lot of mail lately complaining about there not being baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh And uh, I just, I wanted to let you guys know that we're working as hard as we can to sort of get the owners and the players to start coming just a little bit further together so that we can get out there and and have a season. So, uh, but it's not as simple as you guys would like to think, you know, Uh, I wish that we could just say, hey, let's have a season and have a season. But we got to address any number of things here. Yeah, I can imagine with the coronavirus, you want to make sure that they're not using the same ball that they touched and you (laughs) got to make sure that they're uh, not high-fiving because then they Uh, would need sanitation. I get it. Right. All of those are stuff like we, you know, at the first players meeting, I remember I sat down with the players representatives and we had, we had a real great talk about all the things that they were expecting. and, And it was a lot of, you know, new safety procedures uh, new precautions to make sure that the players would be safe and
1: in uh, a prorated salary. So that's that's basically what the that's that was what the MLBPA.
0: Yeah, had we to had with. we had a good long brainstorm sesh and we came up with their proposal. And so I went back to the owners, uh, and uh, so I was on my way up to the castle where they stay. Uh, hey. you know, past the uh, past the severed heads on pikes. Uh, which is always a little bit strange. Uh, those are of the, you know, past negotiators who didn't get them what they wanted. So I, I I sat down with the owners and they informed me that, uh, they felt like the players should probably be doing three games a day, uh, for a bowl of gruel, uh, for a bowl of gruel. Yeah. And potentially a second bowl of gruel. If more than two of uh, more than one of those games goes into extra innings. Uh, So obviously, I mean, the suggestion that they were not ready to be pretty generous from the outset is just not true. You know, that the owners have what's best for all of us deep in their hearts, and we're just trying to help them make this into a a profitable enterprise. You know, I've heard a couple things that have really stood out. One was prorated salary, and the other one was about uh, payment in terms of bowls of gruel. I like to think of baseball players... uh, enjoy generally pretty large salaries and, and eat really fancy stuff like red lobster. Right. Well, that's, I mean, the, the large salaries are part of the problem here. How are baseball teams, uh, to make money? You know, these poor owners, uh, they don't have millions of dollars. Well, like no, they, the, they do. No, Rob, they, do. They, they they absolutely do. No, they, have, more to the point, they have billions the point, of dollars.
1: Well, right. Oh, this, more to the point. This I doesn't seem like Very a real offer. Very different from millions. The players came in with the prorated salary, the enhanced safety protocols. Yeah. You, you uh, came in uh, with the owners with uh, three games a day and two, one to possibly two bowls of gruel. Yeah. So I guess uh, my question is, I'm assuming the MLBPA rejected this offer so I want to know where it went from here.
0: Well, well, let me tell you this. That offer didn't get to the MLPA, cuz me, being the sort of commissioner I am, I talked to those owners and I made sure it was very different for the starters, unlimited gruel, okay? That's that's what I got them to come down to before we even went to what the this players obsession association is with gruel. I mean gruel by by it's it sounds like the word cruel right and it makes you think of slimy tasteless food well i mean it's not something people are excited to get more
1: of right right well, it's that's, something that you need fixins like almonds and that's walnuts right. that's and berries to make better guys not just more of it
0: i got the owners to throw in a banana <laughs> 10 bananas per team per day that's so. like three bucks in bananas <laughs> Look, can it at least be oatmeal? Even that's not enough, but I, gruel? Yeah, uh, Phil, you clearly have not examined the price points in oatmeal because I brought that up, and let me tell you, the owners knew, knew exactly how much it would cost them to do oatmeal instead of gruel. Uh, well,
1: how did the players react to this? these two first two gruel proposals? I got to know.
0: <laughs> right, so needless to say, the players were not especially happy. Uh, that, uh, you can hear they were a ways apart. So I tried to explain to the players, hey, the owners have got to make some money here. You know, like you can't just play baseball because it'll be a really great thing for the fans and it'll really bolster your uh, uh, connection to both your employees and your your customers. You know, that alone is not going to financially make any sense. Uh, so the players ultimately came back with, uh, with a new proposal, which was for enhanced safety measures and a prorated salary.
1: Okay, okay, it sounds very similar to the previous proposal. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's pretty much the same proposal. Uh, so obviously the players were being just completely outrageous here, not willing the to players, make any I concessions. think the players were being perfectly reasonable. <laughs> they don't want gruel. They want to play baseball for money. Right. I, well, hope so- they,
1: I hope they also included some language saying specifically, um, gruel is a non-starter. Yeah,
0: they should. I would hope so. Right. So I did, in fact, come back and, and, and let the owners know the response. And you know what the owners did? They dropped the gruel. Oh, good, good. Right? Good. Dropped this it entirely. Seems... Now, granted, uh, most of them, first off, said, well, then they don't even get gruel. Uh, so so <laughs> I had to sort of come back around to that. But eventually I came up with one where the players were to receive oatmeal. Uh, instant oatmeal, but oatmeal nonetheless, instead of gruel with the option for a spoon of brown sugar on it, provided that they are also willing to play four games a day. And those individuals who are not currently on the field would be working the concessions during that time. Look, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but generally in a capitalist society, when you do work, which these baseball players are doing, you get paid. And you get paid the amount based on how much value you put into the system and, and how much uh, training and uh, how, how little uh, supply there is for your skills. In, you know I mean? and,
1: and I want to just add, Phil, typically in U.S. currency.
0: You in know? U.S. currency, yes. Phil? Rule and oatmeal, it's not currency. <laughs> it's, 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 it's limited to, uh, there's no shelter that can be covered, no clothing, <laughs> it's just something to eat, which is insufficient in my book. Wow, you know, I feel like I'm getting deja vu. Tony Clark gave me that whole speech almost verbatim, <laughs> like two months ago. Oh, yeah, she... he called me a couple months ago, he
1: was pretty angry. Wait, this was, so this two months ago, this is where you were at. This is uh, where you were at, you, oatmeal was two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, this oh, is Jesus. where we were so, at. And so, oh, mean, can, oh, you know what? You fast I'm, forward a bit and tell me, like, walk me through where, where you're at now, maybe. Right. Okay.
0: So, uh, just to, to, to speed through some of the things, obviously, oatmeal was sort of a non starter. We started working our way up, you know, through various breakfasts uh, that, that would work as options. Uh, and the players continued to say that they simply wanted to be paid prorated salaries with enhanced uh, safety measures. Uh, and then. Boy, we went in a real tangent there with organ harvesting for a while. Uh, the owners were really hot on that one. Uh, they felt like they could get more for the organs of professional athletes than they've been getting for the people that they're secretly keeping in the basements of their houses.
1: Uh, I mean, that that would stand a reason. I, I imagine yeah. that. I imagine that's another non-starter. But that would stand a reason.
0: But yeah, I mean, talk about obstinate. I spent two hours trying to explain that one to Tony Clark, and he just kept saying no. So the, uh, the month of organ harvesting, uh, you know, wound up with nothing, not even blood donations. I thought the players might be willing to give just a little bit, just the once, but once again, they came right back to me with prorated salary and enhanced safety features. Uh, so yeah. So, uh, where we're at now, uh, is, is the owners are getting ready to say, Hey, why don't we go ahead and have a 60 game season? Uh, we'll go ahead and pay the full prorated salaries uh and have the enhanced safety measures oh, and they just great right and then you know secretly behind it all the owners are going to implant microchips in the players while they're in the locker rooms that'll allow them to control their every thoughts and actions so that they'll be willing to play
1: for gruel oh rob rob you, you said that you said the quiet part loud oh oh
0: shoot Oh,
1: yeah. shoot. I think you might have just I think you might have just screwed the pooch on these negotiations. That's, yeah. that's going
0: to make the owners really mad. And uh and boy, you guys you guys don't want to see these people. It's it's a bad situation. The yeah, owner right? of uh the owner of the Yankees, uh Vlad
1: I mean, I mean, uh Mr. Steinbrenner. Oh, damn right. it. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Rob. Yikes. Rob, are these guys, I know you You technically work for the owners. How are you compensated? How oh, am I compensated? Yeah.
0: Uh, boy, I mean, ever since I first went to, again, the castle, uh, boy, I, I, I originally came in planning to do some work for him, and next thing I know it, uh, I'm eating bugs and feeling pretty weird. And now, jeez, uh, if I don't do it for them... Mr. Steinbrenner appears to me as an apparition at night, and he, he tells me that
1: I have to. All right. Well, uh, I really hope we can get a baseball season going. This is, this yeah, is very disappointing. This, sound,
0: this does not sound hopeful. You sound like you're doing this poorly. And now it's time for another Wide World of Weird Sports! <laughs> so it's Weird Sports time! We Wide Weird Sports! Wide World of Weird Sports... What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, The Sandlot
1: 2. What in the name of straight-to-video is this?
0: Nothing well, weird about you. The Sandlot, because... Well, The Sandlot 2, which is also known as The Sandlot 2, The Sandlot Continues, <laughs> is a 2005 film directed and narrated by David Mickey Evans... It is a direct-to-DVD sequel to The Sandlot. Mm. Let's dive into the plot, shall we? The start of the movie flashes back to 1962 when Benny becomes Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I think we all remember that. Yeah, another. Some might say that when the previous movie was told in flashback and includes the present at the very end, it's very difficult to then go back and do a sequel. Oh, but they do. Yeah. Because the main part of the movie is set in 1972, 10 years after the events of The Sandlot. A new crew of 9 kids have oh. moved into the neighborhood of San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles and started playing baseball in a, the sandlot. Yes. I yep. per- I I was clearly mistaken as to what the who the main character was in The Sandlot. It was the Sandlot. Yeah. It was the location. It's kind of like um, the movie Manhattan. Yeah. It, it's
1: not Woody Allen. It's right it's there in the title.
0: Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. See,
1: I would think this would be... Uh, I think the character really is the Beast, and I would assume that the Beast or Son of the Beast would basically be marking his revenge. Oh, yeah. just
0: you wait. Here we come. Is oh, James Earl Jones in this one?
1: Uh, yes, he is.
0: The <laughs> previous kids have all grown up and moved away, Johnny Smalls is the little brother of Scott Smalls and has heard the legend of the Great Fear, which is a beastly mutated dog, as he puts it when he later tells the group about the beast. But they found so out about the beast. Yeah.
1: They, they know it's Mr. not Myrtle. a beast. Yeah, yeah but this uh, was his younger brother, so he just fucked with him, probably.
0: Right, exactly. So now they there's another fear-mongered... A uh, dog that's also owned by Mr. Myrtle, James Earl Jones. <laughs> uh, a no-nonsense boy named David Durango is the leader of the team, oh, consisting that's a great name. of yep. And the the people on the team are Tarkel, Mac, Saul, and his little brother Sammy, referred to as Fingers because he's deaf. Behind the Sandlot, next to middle Mr. Myrtle's home, lives the Goodfarer family. David's rival. Haley, good fairer, who's a lady, <laughs> yep, and the daughter of her two friends, Jenny and Penny, fight with the boys in a consensus
1: to share the sandlot, because <laughs> the girls want to play baseball, too. Well, you can share the sandlot. No one owns the sandlot. The oh, for but everyone. no,
0: no, 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 because then David calls, or Haley calls David a little baby, and then David calls Haley a spoiled brat. So the next day, David, Tarkell, Max, Saul, and Sammy repeatedly demand Johnny to tell the girls to leave the sad lot. But they keep refusing. This is This is all very familiar except for the girls part. Yeah. Well, here's the problem, though. The girls are amazing at playing ball. But he plans to make a deal with them that they have to be on their team. And they argue uh, that, that they, uh, they, they agree. Sorry, they don't argue. <laughs> they agree to be on their team so they can share. And then, needless to say, fast friends. Oh, good. Yeah. Now they're
1: all good. Oh, this is great. More kids playing baseball together. I love it.
0: Well, there was only, like, what, five kids in the main thing? And then there was three girls. So yeah. they, now they're a full team. Well, this is going to make for team. much better games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so on a Friday afternoon, the kids play a game, uh, with a little league team, but when the team captain Singleton purposefully hits Haley, David responds by punching Singleton in the face.
1: Oh, brawl. That's right? what the yeah. first Sandlot was missing. <laughs> yeah.
0: There yeah. were and elements of baseball that didn't quite make it into that touching family film. And it looks like Sandlot too is, is helping fill them in. So then Matt gets an aluminum baseball bat and hits the ball over the junk wall And the group uh, attempts to retrieve it, but they're about to cross through a hole in the fence. Johnny stops and tells him the story about The Great Fear. Boy, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah, about how it was born to bite from its sibling puppies. There was a boy uh, who loved a comic book named Rapid Rocket and believed he could run as fast as him. On the first day of school, he went past the house belonging to Mr. Myrtle, who forgot to lock the back gate where The Great Fear was. And the great fear got out and chased the boy. And it was unknown that it happened to, uh, to come after him as he was cornered by the great fear. Uh, so it essentially retells the story of Sandlot one, (laughs) the end of it, but like scarier. Yeah. Like a different story than the end of Sandlot one for reasons that don't really seem to make any sense. Especially if one of these kids is the younger brother of one of the other kids. Here's where the main conflict comes in. Oh, the we main haven't... conflict comes in when Johnny accidentally launches a model space shuttle. The model was built by Haley's father, who's a NASA engineer. So, so let me get this straight: an item that's really important to one of the fathers of one of the people playing baseball yeah, accidentally Haley, new gets friend. launched.
1: Let me guess: right. into the yard with the dog. Don't get
0: ahead of yourself.
1: I mean this, this is, is the friend is, Haley. It, it, this is the thing is like this is this guy's job. Like it, yeah. the baseball was the base, was a right. baseball. It was a You're, hobby. This seems like this he needs this for his job.
0: You don't understand the model was said to be the future of NASA. Ooh,
1: shouldn't have let him take that home. Yeah, they, 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 have, on NASA. they
0: have raised the stakes in their exact same storyline. But unfortunately, Mr. Goodfair's rocket lands in Mr. Myrtle's backyard. What? Who would have thought? now the home of the great fear. So Haley, along with everyone else, frantically attempts many, many, many ideas to get it back, including hiring a selfish little boy called the Retriever, but he fails and decides to retire and go home. But then, (laughs) just like (laughs) Benny Rodriguez from the first movie, David decides to go over the wall himself and retrieve the rocket. Here, it is revealed that the little boy who was bitten by the great fear was also uh, in the story was actually David himself. (laughs) David was the one that got bitten by the great fear. He was sharing a story of his own personal experience. So uh. so the part of the story he's not really telling is that the kid who got bitten was totally fine. Oh, yeah. But still, <laughs> no long-term consequences, really, other than being a little afraid of that dog. Well, here's what happens next. David runs, grabs the rocket, runs. Great Fear gets loose. David hops on his bike, rides out of the sandlot. Great Fear chases him. Hijinks jinks through a construction site uh <laughs> over the junk wall oh who uh, the and then uh the dog dog knocks over a wall um at, which uh landed on david and kept david from suffocating under the wall mm. who so then it's re- it's revealed the dog's name is Goliath uh, Mr. Myrtle um comes in uh and presents him with the ball signed by the 28 yankees (laughs) uh no instead what he does mr myrtle decides not to build a new fence so that the dog and the people and the the kids are like working together at the sandlot so they all (laughs) become friends so so really the the point of this movie is that the the end of the last movie was not a happy one no they kept the dog locked up fence that dog was abused it had a huge yeah. chain stuck in a dusty backyard all day screw James Earl Joan right do you guys remember how like I would complain a lot about how the new Star Wars movies were just rehashing the stuff from the old Star Wars movies which is wrong but go on yeah I uh I was too hard on them <laughs> apparently yeah. apparently you can show even less creativity than J.J. Abrams did well, I, I think we should probably just touch on the reception. The Sandlot 2 received negative
1: reviews from critics.
0: What? It's got a 40% Rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I thought you were going to say a negative rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was going to lose yeah. my shit. Like, whoa,
0: a how? negative rating? Minus 10? Apparently, I don't understand how the rating system in Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes works. And really quick, the other films directed by David M. Evans include... Uh, Beethoven's third and Beethoven's fourth. National Lampoon's barely legal. And Ace Ventura Jr., pet detective. Somebody, Somebody good with dogs. Good has with Has dogs. a niche. <laughs> yep, he does. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. So make sure to check out all of David M. Devin's categories because it's all sequels with dogs.
1: Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. Sports. Sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to invite back uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred to give you our contact information. Rob? Okay. Uh, so for starters, uh, we have a Facebook page.
0: It's at uh, www.facebook.com uh, slash sports and then the number three podcast. Uh, you can go there to, uh, to, to learn more about the podcast and, and, and the next episode. I've been asked by the owners to, to let everyone know at this point, that uh, they're never going to be able to see any of their favorite baseball players again unless uh-huh. everyone in America sends $1,000 to P.O. Box 67584, uh, Transylvania, uh, uh, Washington, 90756. Uh, you can find uh, the podcast on Twitter. At, uh, it's going to be uh, S3 Podcast would be the, the Twitter handle. Uh, So you can definitely uh, go there. Hey, speaking of Twitter, uh, sign up uh, and follow your favorite players on on Twitter. uh, Because their tweets aren't at all going to be taken over by a team of marketing executives. Phew. Yeah. And finally, if you want to find all of our back episodes, you can go to anchor.fm uh so there's there's a lot of places you can go there and you can find all of the episodes that we've had in the past anchor.fm slash s3 podcast check that out boy anchor that that makes me that makes me remember a a a party on a private yacht held by vlad (laughs) involved in anchor and just a lot of blood yikes thanks rob hey guys Joel. joel so baseball huh Bye, Bye Joel. Joel!